the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A tale of two idiots. Yep, that's what we have today. Uh, Well, who would you like to start with here? Antonio Brown or Bernie Sanders? Now, uh, one of them announced his candidacy for uh, President of the United States today. But let's start with Antonio Brown, uh, who I would actually vote for before I'd vote for Bernie Sanders. But let's start with him. And let's keep in mind that he's 31 years old and recently um, has decided to go with a blonde mustache and blue hair. Uh, He had a meeting with Art Rooney II uh, today, and they decided that it would be best if the Steelers traded him, which is exactly what what Art shouldn't have done. I wrote a column about this. It's up at uh, triblive.com right now. And uh, what I said was Art should have told him he's not going to be traded, and if he doesn't show up to play for the Steelers in 2019, he's not going to get paid, which would mean he wouldn't get the $17 million that he's in line to make for the Steelers this year. Now, what Art has done is he sent a message to players in the future, um, and he's basically told them that if they're unhappy with the quarterback or they're unhappy with how they're being treated or they're unhappy with their stats, if they're uh, just generally unhappy and don't feel like they're getting enough R-E-S-P-E-C-T, then all they got to do is go on Twitter and talk themselves out of town. Just make idiots of themselves, and they'll be gone. Uh, maybe quit on the team would be a good idea, too, uh, at the end of the season, which Brown did. Now, Brown has the maturity of a 14-year-old, so I, I wouldn't have him on my team at any price. But the Steelers will get something for him, probably a, a decent draft pick. But we'll see what happens with that. Meanwhile, what America got today is a, another almost two years of Bernie Sanders running for president. Here's 12 seconds from Bernie. This is from about uh, 30 years ago. Try to imagine someone this clueless being president of the United States. You know, it's funny. Sometimes American journalists talk about how bad country is because people are lining up for food. That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and the poor starve to death. So what you do, Bernie, is you take all the money from the rich people, buy a bunch of food, and then have them have the uh, the the uh, the little people, as you might look at them, line up for food, and you decide how much food they get. That's the guy who probably should have been a Democrat's nominee in 2016, and it would be if not for uh, getting cheated out of it by Hillary Clinton. Bernie also said back in uh, 2011, by the way, that people in Venezuela um, had a better chance of. Um, reaching the American dream, achieving the American dream than Americans did. That was in Venezuela, what, eight years ago, seven and a half years ago? Uh, you, you see, that's not standing up, not holding up too well right now. Um, and I haven't looked into any of his new policies for the year this year, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be offering free pants. That's right, free pants for everybody. Uh, pants are a human right. It's ridiculous that Americans should be expected to pay their hard-earned money for pants. Or shoes. They're apparently going to be free, too. That's what I understand. Well, anyway, Antonio Brown's only 31. He's not going to be old enough for the presidency in two years. But I'd still vote for him before Bernie. I mean, I I don't know what Antonio's views are on government right now, but I do know what Bernie's are. And right now, I'd prefer Antonio Brown, whatever Antonio's for. Um, by, by the way, Bernie, I think, is going to be 97 years old on Inauguration Day in 20, uh, whatever it is, 2020. But we're not going to talk about Bernie or Antonio today. We will talk about what's happening on college campuses, which we do a lot around here. There is an education gap, and it's not good for men. We have a guy from the College Fix who has some amazing numbers for you. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk about it, and if so, uh, what, what they are. And, and if, if so, why more blacks are moving toward Donald Trump. Uh, But once again, Bernie is in, and if he wins, nobody will ever have to pay for anything again. Obamacare, Trumpcare, 
ACA, Cobra, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original mattress factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part. If rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, Rachel approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. And I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is plug-in pest-free. 100% chemical-free, plug-in pest-free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our best-seller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. gopestfree.com today. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Ladies and gentlemen... Oh, actually, we'd appreciate it if you never said, ladies and gentlemen, again, ever, at least if you happen to be on the campus of Colorado State University. Uh, The Pride Resource Center there says that that phrase shouldn't be used by students because, well, it doesn't matter why. They said said that. It's just stupid. I'll let you guess why something that stupid would be going on on a college campus. We'll talk about the stupidity of – we do talk a lot about the stupidity on college campuses these days on this show. And a lot of the evidence, including this uh, little bit of information about ladies and gentlemen, comes from the college fix. Christian Schneider is a a senior uh, college fix reporter. He joins us now. Christian, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, you guys had a story today about – uh, the educa- an education gap that is afflicting men. What do you mean by that? Well, yeah, so, um, you know, in public policy, you hear a lot about, you know, 
differences, uh, you know, gaps between men and women, most uh, notably the, the pay gap. But, uh, you know, we started looking into one where actually men are, are doing worse, and that's the education gap in, uh, in college education. As I, uh, as I say in the, the piece, women are essentially taking over campuses. Um, I think 57 or 58 percent of all undergraduate degrees in America this year are going to be earned by women, and that goes all the way up to about 60% uh, for, for graduate degrees. Um, and we've seen the same kind of push uh, in, in faculty and, uh, and other things. So, um, yeah, so men are, seem to be falling, uh, falling behind on campus. And, uh, you know, it, of course, everybody wants to see, uh, you know, women succeed. And what's interesting is, <laughs> you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the programs that have pushed women to the front on campus are these programs, you know, specifically for women, gender studies and, you know, women's studies and, and, and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, so those are the, the, the types of things that are, that are kind of keeping men, uh, you know, kind of in the background on campus. Uh, I just thought of something, um, and you mentioned gender studies. Have you guys ever done a, um, any kind of a study on where gender studies majors end up? And where are, like... I'd like to find out, like, somebody who graduated five years ago with a degree in gender studies, what is she doing right now? Because 99% of them are women. Right, and that, that's the thing. You know, a lot of these gender studies classes are there to kind of talk about, you know, the victimization of women historically and things like that, when, in fact, the presence of these is evidence that, you know, women are actually succeeding in large amounts on, on campus. So, you know, universities are where women are doing the best, and yet they they have these classes that uh, are there to, to try to kind of tell them that they're victims. Well, I went to college back in the 20th century, uh, pretty far back in the 20th century, and uh, I told our producer Erin this story. She's a millennial, but I, I, I told her that um, you are a millennial. Do you still qualify? Okay. Um, and But I went to Kent State, and the... When I went there, they, everybody knew that it was, very, it was a very good ratio of men to women. There were, there were more men, but the ratio was very close, and uh, so it was a good place to go if you were a guy. And at the same time, Penn State was the exact opposite, and the joke used to be that you had to wait for a month to get a date with an ugly girl at Penn State because it was, you know, the, the odds were so uh, bad for men. Well... Uh, so there, I guess, uh, I don't know if men still look at it that way, but, um, you know, how long have women been in the majority? Well, it really, uh, you know, back at the turn of the 20th century, I go all the way back in the story to, uh, to you know, the year 1900, where about, uh, I think it was 19% of uh, all degrees went to women, and they finally caught up in about 1980. That's where, that's where they passed men in terms of... Uh, Earning more degrees than men, and they haven't looked back, and it's just it's just uh, gotten bigger and bigger uh, ever since. Um, you know, things have changed now. Women are getting married later, uh, and so that opened up the ability to go to college more often. Um, you know, they're they're expanding the the types of work that they do. They no longer think that they have to be teachers or or uh, nurses or things like that. So that obviously expanded the reasons that they would go to college. And, uh, you know, there are changes in what men do, too, now. There, a lot of men are not as interested in getting jobs. They sit and play video games and, and things like that. And a lot of men typically have more behavioral problems that, uh, that keep them from being able to go to, to college. So, um, I mean, those are some of the reasons why that, we've seen, that's, that's seen a it pass up. That's a pretty scary, pretty scary thing to tell people there, uh, Christian, that men are now playing video games instead of getting jobs. I'm trying to, I'm trying to imagine again my dad uh, and me being uh, uh, in the uh, in the back of there in the 20th century. I'm trying to imagine my dad letting me get away with not getting a job because I want to play video games. Who does that? <laughs> well, it seems to be happening more and more. Uh, these days, and you know, some of those behavioral problems that men have actually end up in, you know, put them in prison. So yeah, that, yeah. that that kind of hurts hurts their ability to go to college as well. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a different time. Uh, I I certainly never had the uh, the desire to sit around and play video games and kind of uh, you know not make make any money. Well, I always wanted to make money. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. We're talking to Christian Schneider. He's a senior college fix reporter. Uh, you know, it's okay to want to sit around and play video games. 
but um, what produces a generation of men who don't get that you can um, sit around and play video games after work, you know, or you, know, right. you should actually, you know, have a job. Uh, that's just that's just a stunning. I mean, you you have that in your piece. I saw that in your piece. Are you is that just like something you came up with, or are there are there some scary numbers to prove that that's the case? No, there's there's some numbers to show that that's the case. And even even when men do go to college, uh, what they're finding is that they're starting to cluster around just a few uh, majors in, mm-hmm. in math and in technology, um, you know, internet stuff, you know, where where they can make the most money. And they're leaving kind of the soft, quote-unquote, soft sciences like the humanities. So they're not studying history. They're not studying, you know, English literature. They're not studying those types of things. And when they leave those, uh, that's when, you know, women come in and, and kind of take over these majors. And I think men now see some of those majors as being kind of like women's majors. I mean, I think uh, 68% of all journalism uh, graduates last year were were women. Sixty eight percent. That's two thirds. That's that's kind of scary. Uh, not scary, but it's the yeah. It's not scary, but it's it's, it's certainly different. I mean, it's uh, yeah. you know, women are, are more into uh, you know, kind of where men used to be, whereas men are are leaving and and kind of chasing the the dollars. So, um, yeah. So it's it, it, there's definitely a change on even the men that do go to college on kind of what they do when they get there. And what about faculty? What are the percentages for faculty? Well, yeah, faculty has just reached about parity. Um, There's a study in about 1993, women were were pretty far down, about 38% of faculty. Uh, By 2013, they had completely caught up. They were at 49.2%, I think, so just about 50-50. And they may have even passed, I mean, that was six years ago, so they may have even passed men by now. But, uh, yeah, so they're... They're, they're making huge strides, and I think a good deal of it might be because there are these departments that are fully staffed by women. I think uh, at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, you know, the, the women's gender program has 18, you know, female uh, professors and zero men. So I think that's a lot of where the, the gains are coming. Well, if you guys at the College Fix find a, a man who's teaching uh, <laughs> uh, women's studies, would you please do a story on him? And also do, the, do a story on the students in his class who would allow a man, if they're women, to teach them women's studies. Well, I did find that about 93% of all uh, women's studies uh, degrees go to women, uh, which leaves right. 7% for either men or somebody who uh, you know identifies differently. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying again. I'm trying to think of my parents when I was getting ready to ask them for thousands of dollars to go to college, and they say, "What are you going to major in?" <laughs> I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm leaning toward women's studies is what I'd like to major in at uh, Harvard at sixty thousand bucks a year. Do you have a problem with that? <laughs> what What is going on on the college campuses? Um, it's just. You know, and you had a hard time getting professors to talk about the the differences uh, between men and women, not just men and women students, but just men and women in general. Why why is that? Well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was an interesting kind of you know cultural thing to talk about, which is you know why are women doing so well on campus, and you know men and women on campus didn't want to talk about it. They don't want to you know kind of talk about you know certain differences that men and women might have that might be driving this. And uh, it's just too, you know, too big of a hot-button political issue, I think, for a lot of them to get into. That you, you could, if you say the wrong thing on this, you could uh, end up with a screaming mob uh, at your door. So uh, I, think, I think most of them just kind of want to stay away from it. Kind of like if you addressed a crowd by saying, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. That yeah, would, exactly you like you that. wouldn't want to be doing something like that because that would cause, you know, a lot of pain for the people in the audience. Um, and and uh, based on the numbers you found about journalism, uh, that um, what is it? I guess that says that we're going to be seeing and reading lots of reports from women in the future because uh, that's and, – and you know what? I saw a – it might have been you guys who did it. Uh, there was a study that um, someone did a survey of the uh, professors on campuses and uh, and and what the ratio was, uh, either conservative to liberal or Republican to Democrat, I forget which, uh, for each major and each uh, de- each department. And the journalism uh, professors that he 
uh, surveyed, if I remember correctly, it was 106 conservatives, zero Democrats. So we're going to have liberal women in journalism, I guess, is where we're headed. Well, I, I, I don't know how that's going to be different kind of what, than what journalism schools are pumping out that's right. <laughs> already that's right. Uh, right. In, in terms of ideology, at least. So Yeah. Well, how much does perceived discrimination uh, play a role in what women major in? Because I think you covered that in the story, too, that uh, they don't just take these courses because they appeal to their feminine side. It's because it, there's a pragmatic reason for doing it. Right. Well, I mean, what the numbers show is that a lot of women stay away from, you know, STEM uh, classes and manufacturing and, uh, you know, technology and things like that, not because they're not able to do those classes. They're certainly able to do them. Uh, they're just as as good as men and, you know, math and all those types of things. It's, they stay away from them because they perceive that those uh, classes, those majors are biased against them. And so they would rather just have an easier path, uh, you know, in, in kind of these other areas that have shown been shown to be more kind of female uh, dominant now. So, but as I say in the piece, that also goes for men too. You know, the, the, if they see that, you know, if, if they go into journalism, that it's going to be primarily catering towards females, that they might stay out of that uh, just for that reason. So. I think what you're going to have is more clustering towards um, between the sexes, you know, kind of on the opposite ends of uh, math and technology and then kind of the, the humanities. Well, um, I, not, I mean, I know this is a, a probably not – I think it's an unfair question and, and maybe a, uh, a little bit uh, inflammatory. But how much of the stupidity that seems to be rampant on campus is based on uh, <laughs> on this these numbers that you're throwing at us? I mean, I hate to – you know, I don't want to be a bad guy here, but are they related in any way? Because there's a lot of stupidity coming out of there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I would agree that there's a lot of stupidity <laughs> on campus. <laughs> I, I don't know how much it relates to kind of the, the gender balance. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there have always been there's always been stupid stupidity on campus. Yeah. I mean, back when I was you know just getting into college in the late '80s. Um, you know, that was the, the rise of the whole PC culture, and, you know, you, you saw a lot of the same type of, types of things. You probably didn't hear about it as much because there was no Internet, uh, and people weren't, uh, you know, on Twitter firing off. There was no college fix at the time, so right. you probably weren't hearing about it. Um, so, yeah, but I, you're definitely hearing a lot about it now, and because of the Internet and social media, uh, you have a lot of these people can contact each other and see what they're doing on other campuses to be kind of obnoxious. And then there's always, a, you know, the uh, the temptation to try to one-up each other. <laughs> each campus does something even more ridiculous to try to, yeah. you know, to try to show how, how woke they are. So um, I think that's that's primarily the difference what you're seeing now. I got less than a minute here. Uh, I just, something, it's, I don't know if this would happen with a man, but uh, a Cambridge, I saw this on the College Fix, a Cambridge uh, economist protests Brexit by giving her lecture totally nude, letting people sign her naked body. I think if a man does that, it might be indecent exposure. But, I, you know, uh, and that didn't happen with me in, in college. Uh, no, that, that never happened to me. That, that might have been a lecture that I actually, you know, the one that I actually went to. But uh, <laughs> she, uh, I, I actually, you know, after kind of hearing about her, I Googled her and I was hoping that there was an app that I could un-Google something and un-Google it from my brain uh, to not have it sentenced to not having seen, yeah. <laughs> having seen it. So, uh, yeah, she's a, she seems to be a delight. Wow. Well, you know, uh, I, I appreciate uh, you being on, Christian. I'm sure we'll have you on again because I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, the College Fix, and you have some great stuff on there. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. That's Christian Schneider, a senior College Fix reporter. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to a, an author who's written a book He's a black uh, author who's written a book about how blacks seem to be, uh, I don't know, leaning a little bit more toward Donald Trump. We'll talk to him about that when we come back. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is seeking the Democratic presidential nomination, telling CBS this morning he'll gather the support to win. The only way that real change takes place is when millions of people stand up, fight back, and say, 
enough is enough. We're going to have a government that works for all of us, not just the few. The Trump presidential campaign says Sanders has paved the way for a Democratic field of socialist-leaning candidates. After Sanders announced he's running for president again, the Trump campaign issued a statement saying Sanders has already won the debate in the Democrat primary because every candidate is embracing his brand of socialism. The Trump campaign goes on to predict that the American people will reject an agenda of sky-high tax rates, government-run health care, and coddling dictators like those in Venezuela. Greg Clugston, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow by eight points. The Nasdaq rose 15. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was finishing undergrad and got credit cards because I couldn't work full-time. So that started the credit card journey for me. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. And then when I got married, we combined our credit card debt, and it became impossible to pay off on our own. At that point, I was like, I don't know where to turn. And then I found Trinity. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. I mean, in a matter of three years, we've already paid down $20,000 in credit card debt, which is huge. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Hugh Hewitt explains the Green New Deal. There's so many crazy things about the New Green Deal that over the weekend we watched an astonishing thing. They tried to disappear it. It draws on the worst parts of fascist governments and the worst parts of communist governments to come up with an impossible, impossible set of preconditions. It was a dumb, dumb plan. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. Hurt in an accident? I can't help you. But if you've invented a new product, improved an existing device, or need help registering a trademark, call me, Attorney Gary Topoloski, at 877-5-PATENT. I've been helping clients protect their ideas for nearly 35 years. Email me at patentlawyerpittsburgh.com. Ask about my discounts for veterans and seniors. 877-572-8368. Now's the time to pursue your dreams, but let's protect them first. Life's got enough to worry about without worrying about taxes. But you're not worried. You've got William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people. For over 20 years, Bill and his staff have taken the stress out of tax preparation for businesses and individuals alike. With all the new tax law changes this year, he'll help untangle them for less than the big national chains with work that's guaranteed. Visit SteelCityCPA.com. William Egan, the local CPA for everyday people like you at SteelCityCPA.com. The latest Keystone Business Climate Survey by the the Lincoln Institute of Public Opinion and Research suggests Pennsylvania companies are optimistic about their climate. And while it is encouraging, the mood appears to have little to do with state and local policies. Worse, the Wolf Administration's Jobs That Pay initiative likely will blunt that optimism. Learn more on this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy has been challenged since 1995. Two-time Penguin Stanley Cup champion Kevin Stevens was on top of the world. Then, one decision would change his life forever. What should have been a Hall of Fame career became a losing battle with addiction. It was time to fight back. Join Kevin Stevens and his team for Crosscheck Substance Abuse Radio for hard-hitting discussion, inspirational stories, and cutting-edge resources to power forward in the fight against addiction. Saturday mornings at 10 on AM 1250, The Answer. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Delays continue on northbound 79 crash off to the shoulder between Wexford and Warrendale Bain Road. Jam up starts around Mount Nebo Road. And because of that outbound Parkway North, that jams up from Camp Horn Road up to 79. Outbound on the Parkway East, a lot of volume. Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale with delays there. McKeesport crash Walnut Street at Long Run Road. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. It'll turn out cloudy tonight with a low 25. Snow will begin toward daybreak. And then we'll see one to three inches of snow tomorrow morning before it turns to uh, freezing rain and sleet. Travel will be very difficult for a time. This will turn to rain later in the day with a high near 40. Rainy tomorrow night with a low 35. 
Then on Thursday, it'll be breezy and mild with clouds breaking for sun. High will be 43. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. Well, another Democrat jumped in today. Bernie Sanders, who will be 97 years old on Inauguration Day, made his announcement and immediately uh, offered free shoes for everybody. I think free pants also. Uh, The Democrats will spend the next 21 months making promises, uh, mostly free stuff. And lots of voters will fall for it. They always do. C.W. Brotherton is the author of a book called The Eclipse Dimension. He says black voters are not buying what the Democrats are selling the way they used to. And he joins us now. C.W., thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So um, what we should start, uh, say from the start that you're, you're black. And, and I'm just wondering, what do you base your belief that more and more blacks are buying what Donald Trump is selling on. Where, where do you, how do you get that, uh, come to that conclusion? Well, there's been a lot of, there's been a great turnover as far as blacks participating in, you know, po- politics. And there's also been an uptick of, of black voters voting for Trump based on uh, the latest polling. And not to mention the fact that the black unemployment rate is at the lowest it's ever been in history. Uh, so this is definitely being recognized by black Americans. And uh, what are the worst um, unfulfilled promises that have been made to black voters by the Democrats over the years? Oh, well, I could, I could go back. I know you I don't. Go you, back. Could, you go along. You go, go for a while on that one. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, they, 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 they've always promised the black American, the black American race, the earth, and always handed us a handful of dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that's been roughly it throughout history. We, you know they they count on our vote. That's all they want. That's all they've ever. That's all they've ever tried to get from us, other than, you know, um, making us work for them and do things like that. It's it's been it's been a history of promises of we can do this and do that for you, and, and blacks the black communities losing jobs, um, losing uh, economic chances. It's just been a history of failure from the Democrat Party. And um, what is it that has enabled them to get away with it for this long? The, the promises just, uh, they, they, I mean, the, the same promises are dangled out there, and they don't come true, but the, the Democrats keep getting that vote, 90% uh, or better. History. I mean, the, the black American history in America is not told. I mean, most blacks, the great vast majority of blacks don't even know who Hiram Rose Rebels is, or Blanche Kelso Bruce, or Joseph Rainey. These were uh, senators and representatives uh, that went into office four or five years after the, uh, the Civil War. The, we had two senators, 21 representatives, all go into politics with that, that new voting block that was created from uh, when slavery was ended. We had a, you had a, a four million voting block of black Americans that, that that began sending representatives to Washington, and they were all Republican. And it wasn't until the the KKK, Black Codes, Jim Crow, and all that stuff that was, that was pushed on the black community, basically terrorism, that ultimately, because the, and their whole goal was to turn the black vote back to the Democrat Party. So it's, it's, we don't teach in, we don't teach this stuff in school. Blacks do not know the history of the Democrat Party. That's basically it. If we knew the difference, can you imagine what it would be if black Americans were taught that the first senator ever sent to Washington was a Republican? Well, the next one. Y- go ahead. After that. I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, and, and do you write about these guys in the Eclipse dimension? No, this story is it's basically a fictional story about the about the uh, the healthcare system that the that a Repub- that a Democrat voted for. He was the, he was the final vote that made sure that the bill passed. Uh, and in in the short story, so many people were dying that it 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 it, it, it warned him so bad that he ended up you know uh, doing something terrible to himself. But then he had to answer to answer for what he did. And the short story is basically about him having to answer to those people that he killed in his uh during that during his term in office so he has to answer for that over and over again based on his one vote right yeah uh, and and uh to get back to some of the the people you mentioned i saw them on your website the uh the black uh senators and and congressmen 
who are not all that well known uh, to young people or black people in general. Um, you know, we have Black History Month every February. That's been going on for years now. Um, why? Why aren't we? Why aren't the not just blacks, but why aren't Americans in general being uh, taught about that? It's, it, this goes back to this goes back to the the Democrat Party has controlled the education system for a long time. Uh, they they incorporated certain people, certain ideas that stripped the education system of learning about basic things. You cannot learn history without understanding the politics of it because it's, it played such a major role in policies and things of that nature throughout history that if you were to tell those things to the voter, to the people, to the American people, especially, especially to black Americans, they would be appalled because they would know the truth about what happened. So that stuff has been, that stuff has been intentionally left out because, you know, because, well, who needs to learn about politics, right? That shouldn't be a part of our education when it plays such a major role in our education, in who we are as a people, without understanding that, I mean, you, you're going to walk around and you're going to believe the talking points. You're going to believe the things that people are saying based on simple talking points of what somebody, they, nobody, people do not realize that it, it was the Republican Party throughout history. And you can check this for yourself. That, you don't have to believe me. But throughout history, the Republican Party has been the only party that has tried to do something to make sure that they didn't do it just for black people, but they were the ones that pushed for the end of slavery, which was in the Constitution. In the Constitution, after, after about 25 years, you, they, they, you had to stop. It was going to be a federal law that you stop importing slaves. And the only people that opposed that were the, were the, were the Democrats. And at, at the time, people don't understand that the difference between when the Federalists and the Fellows and how the Democrat Party transitioned from one name to another and throughout history they changed their name but they didn't change their policy and it's, it's just it's, a, it's an education that has not been taught to the american people and because of that you're allowed to put in these these talking points and say these things and after a while you begin to believe it now i i agree with everything you said there and i'm aware of that uh and the history of the democratic party and the history of the republican party but if you bring that up, uh, the argument against that is always that uh, those Southern um, Republicans uh, became Democrats, and um, they they kind of switched when when we came up on the uh, mid you know late fifties, early sixties, and the beginning of the Civil Rights Movement that um, the the Dixiecrats and you know the the, the 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 Republicans were not their friend after the you know in the mid sixties. I, I, I don't. I hear that myself. I hear that same talking point myself. But I, 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 I looked for it. I looked for this massive, massive switch in history that never occurred. The only thing that the biggest thing that happened is that Democrats throughout history they, they've been about identity politics. That's that's been their thing since since they were formed as any Federalist mm -hmm. back in the day. It's been it's been identity politics. And the only, one of, one of the things why many people might have left. The Democrat Party wasn't because they wanted to be racist. They got tired of the Democrat Party telling them that you got to hate a black man. Black man is going to kill you. He's going to he's going to get your children. You can't you can't let them free. If they're free, you can't you can't trust them. They, many people got tired of that. That that was a, I mean, look, what are you going to do for me and my family? How are you going to put food on my table? I'm I'm tired of you telling me I got to hate somebody. You know, I, I want to know what you're going to do to help me put food on the table. If there was any switch. It would have been because of that, not because, you know, that all of a sudden the, the same party that had worked as abolitionists that worked throughout history to help improve the, 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 the living conditions of every American all of a sudden turned to, to races. Why? If, if you believe that, I'd like to know why. You, you have to tell, you have to try and make me understand why did they all of a sudden just switch. I mean, after Abraham Lincoln... You know, after all they've done for the black race, what made them all of a sudden just switch? It didn't happen. We're talking to C.W. Brotherton. He's the author of a book called The Eclipse Dimension. Uh, and uh, you are of the belief that blacks are, are moving, you know, more in the direction of Donald Trump. But um, you can't see Donald Trump's or hear Donald Trump's name mentioned 
uh, on the left without the word racist in the, either the sentence, the same sentence or the sentence before or after. So uh, how does how does he overcome that? Uh, because, I mean, he it's just a, it's just uh, seems to be an accepted notion that he's a racist and, and, and the people who voted for him uh, are required to apologize for voting for him for that reason. I mean, it, it, President Trump is not going to be able to overcome that because the Democrats are going to do that. That's a part of their thing. Uh, when when blacks were slaves and they and they started a civil war, they they based it on the fact that they identified the black race as evil, as you know, people who could not. So they stirred up an entire community and made them distrust and hate blacks because. They needed to keep blacks as slaves. That's what they do. They identify you as something. They try to label you as something. And then, and, and you know, people being people, I mean, we, we are emotional people. So you're going to, you get people saying that that guy's a demon. He's a, he's a bad guy. When you demonize something, you, you can abuse it. You can, you can kick it. You can even kill it because it's a demon. Once you demonize something, once you, and you get people doing that, that, that's, that's their whole plan. They, they don't want President Trump to be seen as a human being. They want him to be seen as something outside of that so you can, so they demonize him so you can hate him. That's their plan. That's what they do. I mean, that, that's just a, that's, that's a tactic that goes way back. I mean, it goes back to, 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 to when blacks were in slavery. Blacks were evil. They, were, they, were, they came out of the jungle. They, they're bad people. You can't trust them. They're animals. They'll eat you. They'll, they'll take your women. They'll do all this. If you demonize people enough, it makes it the, the average person is going to look at that and say, wow, that's, that's scary. You know, that, that's, that's really scary. And you hear that often enough, you begin, you begin to believe it. You so, know, that's, that's what they do. So I'm a white guy, okay? And if, if, if a black uh, uh, voter or just a black person... Uh, who t- t- says to me that Trump is a racist and, and I must be a racist for supporting him, what should my response be? Just, it's, that's tough because it's, these people, they believe what they believe because they've been told it over and over again. Right. The, biggest thing, the biggest thing you can do is say, hey, look, man, I ain't, I'm not your enemy. I mean, if I, if I were you, I would actually go and, 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 and take a look at real history. I mean, there, there are so many people saying what I'm saying now. There, I mean, there are blacks all over the place saying what I'm saying now. It's just a matter of trying to get other blacks to understand I'm, I am not your enemy. I mean, I, 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 am, I am so far from trying to make other blacks angry. I'm just trying to get them to, if you don't believe me, don't take my word for it. Please, just go look for yourself. It's there in the history books. Just, you have to tell them I'm, I'm not your enemy. Mm-hmm. I don't hate you. I'm not a racist, and you just have to you just have to try and push that home because you when when a person's mind is floating in a certain direction, it is hard to get them to to redirect it unless it, it's. I I had to learn on my own. I mean, I had to actually go out and and do the research myself to find out myself because I, I back in the day when I was a young man and my and my growing up as a teenager, only thing I knew was, was the talking points that were fed to me by the people around me. It wasn't until I actually went out and started researching myself that I found found out the truth. So it, I, I was a hardcore. I, I knew the I knew the talking points left and right. I could run them up and down you one side and down the other. <laughs> uh, I have about a minute left uh, with uh, C. W. Brotherton, author of uh, a book uh, called The Eclipse Dimension. Um, so how uh, how are you able? To, how do you deal with telling your family and your black friends that you support Trump? What kind of reaction do you get, and how do you deal with it? It's it's uh well I don't get invited to family Thanksgivings, that much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's tough you know because these these are people that I love, but but they've got their minds made up, uh, and I, I just I said look I'm I'm not trying to change your mind I'm not I'm just trying to tell you what I know you can take it and do with it what you will, I mean I mean they're they're my family, I love them, and and I I'm not I'm not trying I'm not trying to make enemies anywhere I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to give you the truth of what I know. If you don't, you don't have to believe me. You can, you can call me a liar all you want to, but if, if you search the history records for yourself, you'll find out how right I am. You, I love you, but just check it out for yourself. CW, keep fighting a good fight. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much, John. All right, and we'll be right back.
Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law, on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps that go into settling an estate, and if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, it's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We act as... As the mediator for that executor to understand the law, we sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through those steps, we'll assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court, and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 8.30, here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Do you know where your mattress came from? If your mattress is from the original mattress factory, you can rest easy knowing that your mattress was hand-built right here in Pittsburgh. And every original mattress factory mattress features American-made materials. From our supportive inner springs to cotton padding to our shock-absorbing box springs. You can even stop by our factory to take a tour and see our team make your mattress. Can the other guys say that? That is the original mattress factory difference. Visit us at originalmattress.com. How many sales are you missing because you're not effectively using social media marketing? Worse yet, how many customers are your competitors stealing from you because they are? The vast majority of the population is on social media nearly every day shopping. Does your business have an effective selling presence on social media? We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. Your competition is already social. Catch them and surpass them. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We know how to make every digital dollar count towards sales success. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. How could you not love him? Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Ooh, toxic masculinity. Um... Got a couple minutes left here, a couple of things to cover here. I, I wanted to see if there was anything new uh, in the last couple of hours. I don't think anything's new on the uh, Jesse Mollett story, except <clears throat> this uh, from page six. Um, he is uh, he's going to be in big trouble for his career, and his, his career is, uh, is getting ready to go right down the toilet if he's uh, found to have staged this whole thing, which I have believed it was... I don't know if I believed he staged it from the beginning, but it never smelled right to me. And I also believe that the letter that he uh, was supposed to have been uh, that was supposed to have been mailed to him uh, also um, was a phony. But uh, scenes featuring Jesse Smollett. Uh, this is from uh, it, is, it is page six. Uh, scenes from uh, featuring Jesse Smollett 
on the hit TV show Empire have been drastically cut. Uh, the actor who plays gay singer-songwriter Jamal Lyon on the show was supposed to have nine uh, scenes and a big musical performance in the second-to-last episode of season five. Uh, that's what the producers told TMZ. But five scenes and the musical number have been axed. I'm not watching. That's it. If he's not going to be singing, I'm not watching. I've never heard of the show before, by the way, until this stupid uh, hoax that he tried to pull off. Uh, Smollett's character is no lo- also no longer the focus of his remaining four scenes, which will now feature an ensemble uh, of characters. The 36-year-old actor is spending far less time on set as a result. He'll be working Friday and possibly Thursday, but won't be rehearsing. This is not not a good week for Jussie Smollett. Um, and the letter, the, the letter is. Here's the thing: if you, if you are if you are a big Trump supporter and a racist, and you want to attack somebody, uh, somebody not necessarily physically, but attack someone the way a, a letter to a, a, a black guy would would attack him, the, the kind of letter that we saw. The last thing you want to do is put uh, MAGA at the top of the envelope on the return address because all all you're do, you're you're helping the the people who accuse Donald Trump of being a racist and you are making it less likely that your racist uh, president that you like so much is going to be reelected because you're you're playing into the whole narrative that he's a racist and that his supporters are all racist. So the last thing you would do is put uh, MAGA anywhere on the envelope or in the letter. So that's a phony and it's going to and it's going to be determined that determined that not enough fuss was made when he got the letter which he sent to himself. So he's such a narcissist that he decided he needed to get himself beat up to get the kind of sympathy that he deserved because he's such a wonderful person and we should all love him. I hope his t- a career goes right down the toilet by, like, next Tuesday. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>